Just when you thought life couldn't get any better, here comes two-tone tape to put a cherry on top. I have whiskey in one hand and handwritten notes in the other. And more importantly, we have another Titans win to talk about. Bradley here is always your MC and fearless football leader. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate those listening. I am thrilled to be recording this episode. I often want to say coming to you live, but I realize that technically that wouldn't be accurate because these are typically pre-recorded episodes from an undisclosed location. Uh, that being said, you know, this is all about building a brand, so the goal is certainly to start doing more uh, live recordings, so... Be on the lookout for that. Tell your friends or, or even your enemies. I don't know who you talk to as long as you keep listening and maybe tell other people to listen as well. Um, really excited to talk about this game for a number of reasons. We'll start with the fact that it's uh, fuck the Colts week. Technically, it's week four of the NFL season, the Titans 2022 regular season campaign. You know, it doesn't get any more important or better than a divisional game. And I think you could argue it doesn't get any better than having a divisional game on the road of all places. In Stormtrooper Unis, okay. Um, And this was a little bit of like a redemption game because obviously the last time we were on the road and wore those all-white unis, we got our asses handed to us in Buffalo. So... I was more than okay with seeing us be like, you know what, fuck it. Put them in all white again, send them into Indy, and let's fuck some cold shit up. Um, I'm going to give you the overall, and then I'm going to go on a mini rant, and then we're going to go through some highlights, okay? Um, Unofficially right now, this is all brought to you by Jack Daniels, which is what I'm currently sipping on and celebrating with. Titans getting to 2-2, fuck yes. So here's the overall. We fucked the Colts in Indy in their own building. Uh, 24-17, our defense yet again. The bend and don't break. If there was like a a wellness center or like fitness regime or regimen or, you know, local gym or something that was about how to bend in your life without breaking – the boys from Nashville would fucking run that shit, okay? Um, at the same time, though, it was another, what I'm calling a terribly beautiful tale of very different Titans halves. So we have to discuss that as well. Um, there's your overall. Uh, now, I told you there would be a mini rant before we look at some highlights. So, you know, going into this season, there are... I would say a short list of people that I do respect and follow and pay attention to when it comes to like sports journalism. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking more so outside the Titans circle, right? I did a Titans media episode um, talking about some, some journalists that, you know, specifically hone in mostly on the Titans, but I'm talking about outside that, right? The world at large. Um, and it is ridiculous how many people were like, the Colts are going to run the AFC South in 2022? Now, I realize it might seem like it's really easy for me to say this 
after a game that we've won. Um, but let's just take a step back. What the fuck have the Colts done any time recently? All right? I mean, first they go out and they hope that Phillip Rivers can give them some life. We all know how that turned out. He didn't. Um, then they go and bring in Carson Wentz. <laughs> I have a lot of whiskey in the house right now. I don't have enough whiskey to talk about how shitty Carson Wentz is. All right? That was a shit show. And now they have turned their sights and their hopes and their dreams uh, to Matt Ryan. Now, I'm trying to keep this condensed. You know, he's had like one good season. He's literally played in one Super Bowl. Mind you, a Super Bowl in which his team was up 28-3 to and lost the game. Yeah, that's who I want coming in. All that to say, even even taking out my bias for the Titans, because I am a lifelong, diehard, two-tone bleeding Titans fan, okay? Taking all of that out, setting that aside, there's no way you can look at the Colts and think they're going to be... I, I just, I don't see it. Anyways, Anyways, my point here is that you know, Good Morning Football, almost everyone on their show uh, were like, you know, Colts are taking the AFC South. Just all this praise for the fucking Colts. And, you know, there are things that I think are very telling. Of course, going into this game, the Colts were struggling. They'd already had a game ending in a tie. They were barely like a, you know, just, it's inexcusable. Anyways, things were so bad. Oh, that were they? Things were so bad. Jim Ursay is blowing up Twitter all week as an owner, begging Colts fans to show up, begging them to be out and support the blue and do it for the shoe. I realize and I will admit that tighten up as a slogan is like maybe a little bit cheesy, but for the shoe? Are you kidding? Like, is that really? I, 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 I wish I could get the Colts marketing group on the line to be like, Dare I ask what your other ideas were that were somehow shittier than for the shoe? It sounds like a slogan that Tom's would come up with. It sounds like something that Skechers tried to run with in the, I don't know, early 2000s that like nobody paid it. You know what? It sounds like something that Payless even was like, you know, we can do better than that for the shoe. For the fucking shoe. And it's bittersweet in the sense that there are some great minds out there that talk football. Pat McAfee being at the top, towards the top of that list. Um, I, I think you're foolish if you don't see and watch what he's doing and recognize it for the greatness that it is. But, you know, he has the Colts past. And so I think he's, he's biased in a different way. And so that's tough. So just anyways, going into this game, it's just like. I don't personally understand what people are seeing from the Colts. I was excited for this game. Huge game because it's a chance for the Titans to get back to 500. So let's look at the tape. Going to go through some highlights here. Love seeing those all-white unis. So Colts had the ball early on. And, of course, you know, the storyline, of course, opposite Derrick Henry is Jonathan Taylor because <laughs> I don't know how I forgot to mention it. If you haven't heard – Jonathan Taylor is apparently better than Derrick Henry, okay? In fact, um, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but Jamie Erdahl, I believe it is, on Good Morning Football, 
has him as an MVP pick. Even though Derrick Henry didn't get a vote for MVP going over 2,000 yards. Whatever. Anyways, Jonathan Taylor, you know, running in this game was a big deal. Uh, now, early on, we get a sack. We get the strip. We get the ball. So, Titans come up. And I really will say that one of the things that's great to see is Ryan Tannehill when he runs. Um, I don't know that it happens often enough. It seems like, especially since we lost Arthur Smith, you, you see fewer design runs for Tanny. Uh, but anyways, great run there. And then, of course, a wonderful pass. I emphasize pass to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry in the passing game sets up a wonderful first and goal. And then it's Bobby Trees wide the fuck open in the end zone. So Titans do what they are super great at um, to be like Hank from Barry. Super great. Um, is they score on their opening drive. David Long on the ensuing cold strike nearly gets a pick. So close and yet so far. Titans get the ball back. They're up seven to nothing. You know, and you know, Austin Hooper with his like weekly catch that moves the sticks. I still don't know how to feel about him. It's just not the signing we expected. Wonderful screen pass. Henry gets some great blocking in space in front of him. There are times where watching Henry like a very small, like a, like a 2% part of me is like, is there hesitancy or what's going on? But still a great play, still a great run. And then we find Chig, the rookie tight end Chig, moves us down even closer. So Titans, all over the red zone in this game, dump it off to Henry, outside the 20, jumps outside further than the numbers, and guess what? Waltzes, un-fucking-touched into the end zone. God damn, it's great to see. It's great to see, especially when you expect it. All right? And one thing I will say is that you saw from this game is is we're very stout defending the run. We do that well. Um, But, you know, passing-wise, we struggle. I don't know, you know, I'll admit that I'm still learning in my own ways about football enough to understand the scheming and all that, but... We, we just seem to have a lot of gaps in the field, right? So, you know, to the Colts' credit, their their way to move the ball down the field was essentially to just sort of pick and choose. Like, okay, gap here, gap there. And, and it's, it's chunk plays, right? It's chunk plays that are moving the ball, moving the sticks down. So the Colts end up with their own and goal scenario. And if anything, it's interesting because they don't have a lot of targets. Um they don't have a lot of targets. Third and goal, um, great defense actually on that from Bayard. And so we do end up forcing uh, the field goal, a little chip shot, 27-yarder. And uh, it's 14-3 at this point, uh, getting into the second quarter of action. So Titans get the ball again, mind you, up 14-3. to um, yeah. Needed a drink of whiskey to stay hydrated here. Finds Bobby Trees there. There was a flag. It was roughing the passer. You know, and that's something that could definitely take an episode all on its own. Um, the roughing the passer calls this year are just ridiculous. Um, that one arguably valid against the Colts there on Tanny. You know, and I think what's interesting watching Henry run this year that that feels different in a positive way is just that I, it's it's almost like he is looking for contact more. Um, like he welcomes it. I just think in a way that he hasn't before. 
This drive, we end up with a field goal. Big Randy comes in, nails a 44-yarder. We go up 17-2-3. All right? 17-3, Titans are ahead. Colts, no! T-Air motherfucking tart. Not only does he swat the pass, tip the pass, he catches it for the interception. Such an incredible play from a big man. And, of course, what do we do? We go right back to giving Derrick Henry the ball. And I will say, there's a play that should have stood... They called holding on Traylon Burks. It was total bullshit. Terrible call. And and what's also amazing to me is you're seeing so much passion from Derrick Henry running the ball. Like, this is a man who has paid attention to the fact that he missed time last season, saw how everyone was just like, eh, Derrick Henry's done. He is not done, goddammit. He's reigning supreme. Uh, Anyways, Titans. This time, it's Chig. The rookie tight end. It's so exciting to see a player get their first touchdown. Fuck, it's great. Um, so we do that with about seven minutes to go in the first half. We're up 24-3. to three. Colts now with the ball. It's a third and two. Matt Ryan scrambles, somehow dumps this ball off just, just before the line of scrimmage. Uh, there was a flag, but whatever, negated. So, you know, the Colts had a lot of odd... Odd plays, odd moves. You have a second and 16. You kind of have them stuck, you think. But then, again, just those chunk plays, like quarterbacks finding ways to to use the gaps in our defense to get those chunk plays, I think is what continues to kill us in the passing defense. And, you know, credit to their offensive line. It's like Matt Ryan had just enough time, just enough to get the ball out on many, many occasions. Remember, it's 24-3 at this point. Barely more than two minutes to go here in the first half. Matt Ryan, he finds Mo Alley-Cox, and he's going to stumble his way into the end fucking zone. Um, now, this was a huge opportunity for the offense, for the Titans offense, of course, right? Because you have the ball, you've got some timeouts, kind of that two-minute drill style. And oddly enough, it's really not moving the ball that's ever been an issue for us. I think we have a good play design, and you have to give Todd Downing some credit even in these plays because there's really no hesitancy in terms of like how we're going to move the ball down the field. So you have like a pass and you have a run. Uh, now Tannehill, it's a third and one. He ends up scrambling. Um, I really kind of thought he was going to go for the sideline. He didn't. We did not end up with enough time. We'd already used the timeout. So, you know, we couldn't, um, couldn't do anything out of it. It was, uh, A really poor attempt to get the field goal off before the half. We don't get the field goal off before the half. So, real quick, it's 24-10 at halftime, okay? Now, if we know anything about the 2022 Titans at this point, it is that they are the first-half Titans, and they're notorious for not scoring anything after the first half. And it's not ideal. Uh, so how are they going to navigate this second half against the Colts? Fuck the Colts. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, second half highlights and all the analysis behind what we did well, where we struggled, and what it means ultimately. This is Two Tone Take. Welcome back to Two Tone Take. We are currently watching highlights of the Titans at Colts. Fuck the Colts. Week four. 
second half highlights. Now remember, Titans are up 24 to 10. Have a lead. They have the ball. Can they somehow find a way to score points? And, you know, it really, truly goes back to poor execution. Um, we'll get into some of those details again when we kind of crunch the numbers after the fact. But one of those games where we just allowed a team uh, to get back into it just enough to make it nerve-wracking. Um, now, defensively, I'll mention this later on. You know, the Colts had that drive towards the end of the first half where they scored a touchdown. And then here they are, their first drive of the second half, finding ways to move the ball, finding ways to get downfield. Um, and it's 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 frustrating to say the least. Um, and the Colts ultimately end up scoring and making it a 24-17 to 17 game. Um, now... You know, we get a couple of chances, and we find our our own way of not making things happen. But then there's this weird, like, give and take where our defense continues to find ways to not completely break down. So we bend, we give up some yardage. We just don't give up enough. You definitely saw some great play from the boys. Uh, nearly had another uh, fumble recovery late in the game. Late in the third, rather. Uh, but with all this going on, it's still a one-score game. And so you look at it and you're like, God damn, like, this, this could really go one of many, many ways. I'm going to fast forward here a bit through some of these highlights. And again, it's a one-score game. Um, and, you know, Titans going back to what they do best, Derrick Henry running the ball and running it powerfully. There were some great plays and moments later in the game. It just never equated to points. So we end up with a long third down, third and eight, about five minutes to go. Tannehill gets sacked. Those plays are so critical because it totally takes away even the possibility of, you know, possibility of going forward on fourth down and just you're not able to do it. Uh, Autry comes up fucking huge. And this – this is kind of where it really broke down, right? So Autry gets a huge sack on a, on a third down, forces the Colts to go for a field goal. It's a 51-yard field goal. That's no chip shot. And they don't make it. They miss. They miss the field goal. So Titans get the ball back. There's a minute 58 to go in this game. End up on a third and four. And we're not going to run the ball. We're going to throw it to the goddamn rookie. So Chig gets the pass on the third down. We convert and end up running out six o'clock. So let's look more into this. Time to start with the what went well offensively. Ryan Tannehill, 17 for 21, 81% in this game. Man, that's sexy. 81%. Two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 22 carries, 100. And you know what? Just pause for a moment here, folks. Okay? You know, the last, lest we forget, the last time Derrick Henry was in Indianapolis playing in those all-white Stormtrooper unis against the fucking Colts, broke his foot, we won, his regular season ended. And here we are, another season, continues dominating, never looks back, doesn't let it in the back end. Uh, 22 carries, 114 yards, a touchdown, 5.2-yard average. 
reigning supreme as the king should. Mention the tight end rookie Chig. He had three catches, a touchdown, over 30 yards. Bobby Trees, four catches, his own touchdown, over 30 yards. Uh, Dunshaw Hilliard. You know, Hilliard's a guy, you know, that I, I think doesn't get enough attention, doesn't get enough mention sometimes, but his flexibility and his uh, – he, he's just such a great threat in very different ways for this Titans offense this year that we saw certainly in week one against the Giants, but we've really seen it in almost every game in its own way. He had four catches for 18 yards. Now moving into the defense – you know, certainly Danico Autry had himself a revenge day against his former team, the Colts. But hats off, fucking clothes off. Just Sierra Tart was unbelievable. And I, I love this dude. Like, really came into his own, it seems, in the last year. But he had two pass deflections. Of course, one of them was an interception. He had three tackles. Some names that were getting more accustomed to hearing, right? Roger McCreary, him and Dylan Cole both had a team-high five solo tackles. Five different Titans defenders had at least four tackles. Overall, five QB hits and three sacks. Those three sacks were from Autry and Weaver. And again, keep in mind, keep in mind, this was supposed to go differently because apparently Matt Ryan is just really fucking good. I don't... I don't get it. I mean, his nickname is Matty Ice. Uh, that's so that might as well be Natty Ice, which is not even a good beer. So I don't, I don't fucking, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, we forced three turnovers, two fumbles, one interception. Um, Indianapolis, and God, I love this so much because again, there's been all this talk about how great Jonathan Taylor is, almost to the point that he's like unseated Derrick Henry as the best running back in the NFL, which is total bullshit. The Colts only had 38 rushing yards, folks. Only 38. Big Randy was perfect on his kicks. Ryan Stonehouse, who's leading the NFL in punt average, averaged 53 yards per punt when he had to kick the ball. Now, to keep things fair and honest and balanced, because this isn't Fox News or some other bullshit station, this is two-tone take, and I keep it real, all right? We did struggle, um, and that's why I, I have whiskey with me here. Most most obviously, and maybe most critically, right? We didn't score any second half points. Like I, I, I'm I'm laughing as as almost like a like a uncontrollable default reaction. It's really not funny at all. It's just it's hard to believe. Like it's hard to believe we didn't score at all in the second in the second half. We had. Four drives that resulted in a punt. And I mentioned this earlier watching the tape. We had the back-to-back drives that our defense allowed from the Colts that resulted in touchdowns uh, to end the first half and to start the second half, essentially. Our offensive line gave up three sacks. You know, it weirdly feels like every week we're giving up like 20 sacks a game, and really it's only like two or three. But they're timely. They're timely in a way that is not good. Okay? So we gave up three sacks. Um, and those drives that I mentioned, we only averaged 3.5 plays and 18 total yards. It's despicable. Um, granted, Colts missed that late field goal. That was huge. That avoided giving them a chance to get the ball back and a chance to win. Um, and, of course, we got the ball with a minute 58 and never looked 
back. So ultimately, what really matters, folks, ladies, gents, children, I don't really know who listens to this, so try to account for as many as I can. What matters is we won the goddamn game. We moved to two and two. We win and beat a divisional opponent. Fuck the Colts in Indy. All right, it's huge. And you know, uh, for the sake of momentum, we just we build off of it, right? So we get the win against the Raiders. We get the win against the Colts now, and we're going back. Uh, uh, you know, going back to uh, play another road game, right? So don't get to go home, but we go back on the road and we're playing the Washington Commanders um, as we approach week five just before the bye week arrives in week six. So that is all I have today. The main takeaways, fuck the Colts, Derrick Henry. Let me backtrack. John Robinson is a greater owner than Jim Irsay. Mike Vrabel is a greater coach than Frank Reich. Ryan Tannehill is a greater quarterback than Matt Ryan. Derrick Henry is a greater running back than Jonathan Taylor. The Titans defense is a better fucking defense than the Colts defense. Fuck the Colts. The Titans won. We'll be back here on Two-Tone Take to recap the next game against the Commanders. I appreciate you listening. You can find me on Twitter at Two Tone Take. This is Bradley, your MC, your fearless football leader. Signing off. Until next time. Good night.